Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Created for purpose. You were created on purpose, for a purpose, to fulfil His purpose. And when we look at our purpose in 3D, we discover our design, our desires and our distinction. You were created as an image bearer of God. Did you know that? You are made in His likeness. That means there's nothing ordinary about your design. See, your image is a gift God has given you, but your self-worth is a gift you give to yourself. And when you devote yourself to Him, He puts desires, new and right desires in us. Philippians 2.13 tells us, For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey Him and the power to do what pleases Him. Hebrews tells us that when we devote ourselves to Him, He gives us the desires of our heart. A lot of people say, oh, well, that's it. God's going to give me everything I desire for. No, He puts His desires in your heart. And your distinction is your unique story, your experiences, and it uses your upbringing as well. And some of it we know that isn't always good, but He even uses that because everything is either God sent or God used. God doesn't cause everything, but He will use it for your purpose. So God has designed us, placed desires in us, and we are uniquely distinct to fulfil His purpose on this earth. But we also understand that, the, and we can see this through the three Marys who found themselves at the foot of the cross. It's one thing discovering your purpose, but then we wanna unlock it. And we see the unlocking and the activating of our purpose through these three Marys. Mary, the mother of Jesus, came through a divine calling. She was divinely called. Angel Gabriel appeared to her and told her all the things that were going to happen and she miraculously conceived and she had Jesus, the Son of God. And we see Mary of Clopas, who was the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And she found herself at the foot of the cross through association. She was closely connected to Jesus and the family and she played a supportive role, a, a huge supportive role in supporting Mary and Jesus and the work of God. And then we see Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was there through the mercy. She was at the foot of the cross through the mercy of Jesus Himself. She was delivered of seven demons and she was mightily used. You can read all about her through the Gospels. She once again also played a very supportive role in the work of God as her purpose. The three Marys were also mentioned in waiting in the upper room for the promises of the Holy Spirit. They found themselves in that place awaiting the day of Pentecost. Now, if we're going to live our eternal purpose, there's going to have to be a little bit of the three of those purposes, activations in us. A divine call, association, who you associate with, and the mercy of Jesus to unlock our purpose. See, discovering our purpose is one thing. Activating your purpose is another But how you walk it out each day is a whole different matter. (laughs) So the title to my message this morning is Purpose Your Days. Purpose Your Days. And we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, 
since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Do you know right now in heaven, there is a crowd of witnesses cheering us on? I've got my son up there too, right? He's cheering me on. Let us strip every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. There's always one, isn't there? And let us run with the endurance, the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now He is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. Do you know there is a race that has set before us? It's an eternal prize. It's an eternal prize. It's, it's an eternal race. There is a race that we must complete for our purpose. Purpose and progress are the mother of twins. How many of us know it's not how you start this race, but it's how you finish it that really matters, that really counts. How you finish this race is what really counts. And, you know, I was reflecting during the week on that um, vision that Claude had, and I'm going to share it. I'm Hopefully I'll do it ju- justice. But he shared last week, who loved the message last week? If you didn't get it, if you haven't seen it or heard it, then you need to watch it online. It's powerful. Or we have podcasts too. But he was sharing how he was looking at a big LED screen and there was people just doing the work of God. There was miracles, thousands of Christians doing the work of God and there was healing and there was miracles. They were doing the kingdom work and it was just powerful to see what God was doing. And everyone was just doing what God had called to do, their divine calling, living the life that God had called us. And then all of a sudden, everything just went pause. The screen went pause. And he asked the Lord, what is it? What was that? And he says, who did it? He said, they did it. They put their life on pause without warning. You know, lots of people have pressed the pause button on their life's purpose because of life circumstances. The uncertainty of COVID, they've been cornered by distractions, discouragement and depressive patterns of thinking. And it's time to press play. It's time to press play. This is a common scenario in, in, uh, between Claude and I. Um, every night, well, not every night, actually, that's not true. But usually if we're watching an episode of something and right now I'm right into Chesapeake Shores. Anyone into Chesapeake Shores? <laughs> so we're watching this. <laughs> it's just a feel good, you know. Anyway, Claude endures. He endures it. So the first night, I said, honey, new episode has come out. Let's watch it. I fall asleep. He watches the whole episode. The second night, honey, you didn't get to watch it. We can play it again. I fall asleep again. He endures it and watches it again. (laughs) He goes, this is the last time. No, he didn't. He says, third time, I fell asleep. I still haven't watched that episode. I still haven't won. We have had to replay it three times, this episode, Chesapeake Shores, and he's watched it three times. He's endured it. You know, and I thought about that and I thought, wow, for us, there is no replay button on our life. 
There is no getting back yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. But there is a fresh start to today. And His mercy and His goodness shall follow us all the days of our lives. King David said this in Psalm 39 verse 4, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life really is. Our days are numbered. There's one thing that's guaranteed. Uh, That's if Jesus doesn't come back beforehand. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die here on earth. And if we're going to purpose our days, we need the three Ps to the remote control of our life. And we're going to read from Ephesians 5 before we look at that. It says, So be careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honourably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purpose. And don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Might repeat that again. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Number one. If we're going to purpose our days, we must see each day as a privilege and God's Word as our promise of protection. Amen. So be very careful how you live in verse 15. Not being like those with no understanding, but live honourably and true wisdom. We are living in evil times. See, knowing the Lord's will for our lives is the beginning of true wisdom. He's guaranteed protection. See, religious people see the Bible as a book of rules and don'ts and they think they're going to miss out. But it's actually a love book. It's a love book to guide and protect us from our carnal self and from the adversary as well. John 10.10 says it's the thief. We have a thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly in the fullness. And what we really need in these times is a healthy Fear of God. What does that mean for us? It means to take God's Word seriously enough because it's to protect us. His promises are there for us. He wants to guide us and lead us into all fruitfulness. So let's not take advantage of God's grace. Instead, receive it as a privileged access from God Himself who loves to protect and prosper His children. Is there anyone here as mothers and fathers that doesn't want to protect and their children to prosper? We all want our children to be protected. We all want our children to prosper. And that's what God's love book is for us. See, the person of Jesus makes you holy, but the principles of Jesus makes you prosperous. And Psalm 1 tells us that who we surround ourselves with, who we associate with, will either pull us closer to our purpose or pull us away. So who you walk with, who you stand with and who you sit with really counts. So stop wasting your life on people that are pulling you away from the purposes of God. He wants to pull you in to the purposes of God. And be wise who you get your counsel from. 
Oh man. Oh man, let's not be foolish people like the Bible says. You know, I'm all for counsellors. I'm all for psychologists. I actually go to one myself from time to time. And you know, most counsellors and psychologists, they go to one themselves too. We all need to debrief from time to time. That's how they get become psychologists because they needed one themselves to begin with. <laughs> but the point is this, it took me three counsellors to go, actually go to one that I actually felt comfortable with. All counsel must be filtered through the power of the finished work of cross. Otherwise, it's all intellect. Otherwise, it's all here. But God wants us to have it in here. The truth is, we all have to take responsibility for our own actions and life's responses. And if all we're doing is looking back, hitting the replay button, trying to find someone to find a reason to, to, to blame. or We're always going to stay in the pause. We're always going to replaying our life. And you know, I see people stay in the pause for years after years after years because they continue to do the blame game. And the reality is we are all broken people and God is putting us back together. So you're, you know, you'll always be staying in the pause if you stay in that place. You'll always be trying to stay in the replay of your life, looking back on how it used to be instead of seeing how God wants you to see it in the future. Certainly, we, knew, we do need to stop from times. We need to reflect. We need to process. But don't park there. Don't stay in the pause. Don't keep replaying your past. Confront. Change. And leave the past behind. Don't waste another moment crying over what went wrong. If it wasn't a blessing, it's a lesson. <laughs> if it wasn't a blessing, it's a lesson you've learned. Amen. Purpose and progress are the mother of twins. Romans 5, If all therefore, since we have been made, made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. <sighs> we have this undeserved privilege as people of faith. But this passage of Scripture also tells us that we're to rejoice when we go through trials and tribulations. The reality is, and Pastor Chris hit it on the nail of the head and the, in the beginning, he, you know, pain is inevitable in life. Ongoing suffering, there is suffering. Ongoing suffering is a choice we make. Because God will even use what was once your pain into your eternal purpose. But it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage for those who are online and the family of God. It's going to take courage. God didn't promise that our life was going to be like a rose garden. He didn't promise that everything was going to work out beautifully, you know, 
every day. He says, take courage, be strong and courageous. He did say He will never leave us or forsake us, that He'll always be with us and He will bring us through. See, in this life, we will have trials and we will have tribulations. But He said this, Jesus says, but take heart, for I have overcome them all. He uses what once was our pain, even for a purpose. His promise and protection is that He will heal us and restore us of our pain. You know, you are watching a woman now who is healed of a hurt that I never thought I could be healed from. My son graduated to heaven at 18 years old. Only God could heal me. But God has used my pain as a purpose. Today, I'm walking through with another lady in South Africa who we FaceTime on a weekly basis, who's walking through a similar journey. She's walking through a journey where she lost her son at 31 through COVID. God has used my experience as a purpose for eternal purpose of God. Life doesn't always go to plan, but because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. His promise is that He will heal us, He will protect us, He will prosper us as we stay on course, as we purpose our days each day, because life on earth is a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a prim- and His promises are for you today. God wants to hurt, turn every hurt into a healing. He says, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purpose. Not your purpose, His purpose. Let's read it for what it is. So secondly, we see that we've got to make each day a priority. Make each day count. See, each day as a gift from God. Each day when we wake up, we wake up thanking God for today. This is the day that You have made, Lord, and I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be glad in it. Stop putting off today thinking you have tomorrow. Love hard, forgive graciously, give generously. Step out on that new idea. Come on, step out on that business plan. Stick to the plan. That dream that you have, that saving plan, that marriage proposal, that's for someone here this morning. Maybe you wanna ask someone else on a date. That's for someone else here this morning. We have a lot of gunner people today. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. But goners are going to be gone one day. So we must live with the end in mind. Ask yourself these questions. How do I wanna be remembered? What do I want to leave? Who do I want around me? And where do I want to end up? See, the choices you make each day determines the outcome of your life. It's not a one-time event. Your future is found in your daily routine. Amen? And declare every day, declare every day that, you know, this is the day that you've made, Lord, for me. And I'm gonna be happy about it. I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna be grateful for it. I'm gonna live my life with purpose. I'm gonna make each day count. Because when you make each day count and you're living according to the protective boundaries of God's Word, the script of your life will allow those answers to your questions be fulfilled. And when we live with the end in mind, we're not, you know, let me just say this. 
I've, I've always, I've just shared with you not to live in the past and live for each day. But if I had one regret, and I know we shouldn't live with regrets, but the one regret I do have is I didn't seize divine opportunities, all those that were presented to me because I could have been used more powerfully for God, not because it was about me, but for others. It's taught me not to drift, to purpose my days. It taught me that even though my, the route that I was taking may be different, my purpose remains. Ephesians verse 17 says, Don't live foolishly for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. Don't waste your days on foolish living. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Lastly, if we're going to purpose our days, got to see life, got to see each day as a privilege and God's Word God's Word as a promise and our protection. Secondly, we've got to make each day count. We've got to prioritise our days. And thirdly, make each day as we partner with the person of the Holy Spirit. Every day as I'm laying in bed before I even open my eyes and I'm awake in my mind, each day I ask the Lord, fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me with Your fresh oil from heaven. I can't do this day without You. I need Your grace. I need Your mercy. I need Your anointing on my life. I need the oil from heaven. Holy Spirit, fill me. Because He's my counsellor. He's my friend. He's the one that is closer to me than my own brother. He's the anchor to my soul. He's my rock. He's my foundation. The Lord is with me all the time. The Holy Spirit is what gives me wisdom and understanding and knowledge and counsel and a healthy fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us all the time. It's whether we choose to listen, attune our spirit to hear from Him. It's where the fruit of the Spirit flows, where love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control flows when we practise walking in the Spirit. It's where the power of God is in our life. It's when we can step out into the unction and, and function where words of knowledge come and the gift of faith comes and where we can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's when, you know, when we speak and the, and the words come to life, that's the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And the Holy Spirit is in you. He's not just with you, He's in you. And every day when we partner with the, in the work of God, when we partner with the purposes of God, our eternal purpose, we can see that we have a guarantee that the Holy Spirit is partnering with us, not in our own work, but when we're partnering in His eternal work. The three Marys, they didn't get stuck at the foot of the cross. They waited in the upper room for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And as they did that, they got baptised with the Holy Spirit and fire and they went out doing the Lord's work, ministering in the Holy Spirit. They didn't park at Pentecost. They waited on the Holy Spirit is not parking, by the way. It's an empowerment to fulfil you for your purpose. You can come and you can get filled with the Holy Spirit, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that's in you? Lots of people mention the Holy Spirit, but that's about it. We need the 
ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit every day. We need to partner with Him if we're going to finish our race that's set before us. Let's purpose our days with eternal purpose. Finish our race that's set before us because we're all winners. I've read the back of the book. And when we get to heaven, I want God to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in the rest of faith. He didn't say, well done, good and faithful pastor, worship leader, servant. 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 I don't want him saying, what have you done with my grace? That's the last thing I want him to hear. What have you done with my grace? See, you are created on purpose, for a purpose, to fulfil his purpose. You are not a mistake. That's what you were created for. But your destiny is to be with Jesus. The Bible says that we are just passing through. We are sojourners. We are pilgrims here. This is not our final destination. Our home is in heaven with Jesus. And in comparison to eternity, our life is but a vapour here on earth. And so many people, they think they're missing out. They think they're missing out, but they're missing out on nothing. What they're missing out on is walking with Jesus here now walking with Him each day, partnering with Him. But the choices we make in our life determines the outcome of our life and our eternal destination. You know, that's what Jesus came for. He came for this very reason. It's the only reason to restore us back to our relationship with our Heavenly Father. He chose you. You think you've chosen Him. You think you've made the decision, but He's chosen you. And we love because He first loved us. He loved us so much that He sent His Son to die on the cross for you and I. So that we could walk free from our sin, our shame and our guilt. And you know, you can do good for the rest of your life, but that's not going to get you to heaven. That's, that's an outworking process. But grace, it's by grace we are saved through faith. It's His grace towards us that has saved us. It's receiving Jesus Christ as our Saviour and Lord, the One who paid the penalty for all our sin, all our shame, all our guilt. That's the way we can come to the Father and receive eternity with Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.